You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 143. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I will be your coach and your guide to help you end that emotional eating and lose that extra weight. If you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Here is where we talk about your habit of emotional eating, and I teach you how to solve it. This is where coaching meets psychology and psychology meets brain science. And this is where your problem ends. So get comfy and get ready for our session today. Before we begin, I want to remind you that this episode of Weight Loss Made Real is brought to you by the Freedom Group. The Freedom Group is for smart women just like you who are ready to stop eating from stress and learn how to make more space for happiness in their life. Now, let's get started with our interview today, because I have something special for you. You remember last week in episode 142, how you were able to listen in as I had a chat with Randy, one of our successful Freedom Group members. Since the Freedom Group is open for new members as we speak right now for only a few days, if you're listening in real time, I thought you'd enjoy hearing another story about what it's like on the inside. I hope this gives you a vision of what's possible, not only for certain people, but for you. If Mary, who I will speak with today, can do this, then you can do. So here we go. Listen to Mary's story and see if you can relate to some of her struggles and hear how she's solving them. Welcome, everybody. I want to introduce you to one of our current Freedom Group members. Her name is Mary, and she's been in the group for about five months now. And I wanted to share her story with you so that you could see if you could relate what she's been through and what she's going through right now and how she's doing in the group and what she's learned. So welcome, Mary. Thank you for joining me today and sharing your story. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. So why don't we start with you telling me a little bit about your history with eating and weight and bring me up to present where you are now. What have you struggled with most? Well, I'm 56 years old and I have been dieting since I was probably about 12 years old. I was always a kind of a chubby kid. And I think once I got to my preteens and realized that I was bigger than my other classmates, that's when I first remember wanting to lose weight. And, and was it your was it your mom that suggested that you lose weight, or did you feel the peer pressure? It was peer pressure because uh-huh. my mom my mom was one of those. We're from a big Italian family, and she was one of those that you ate no matter what. You know, if I would try not to, you know, to not eat much dinner, she would want me to eat more. So she definitely didn't encourage it. But yes, you know, make me feel like I was heavy. But at right. the same time, she was always trying to lose weight, too. And she was a big Weight Watchers. She was on Weight Watchers. And the first time I remember ever losing weight was I, I was on Weight Watchers with her mm-hmm. and lost about 30 pounds when I was 15 years old. Wow. But, yeah. So you really, you really started early with watching yes. what you ate, trying to eat less than you were. Yes. And yes. trying to stick to a program. And what was it like when you lost the weight 
and you were finished, what happened then usually? Well, always I would go back to how I ate before and I would gain it back. Sometimes it would be really quickly, like within six months or a year. And sometimes it would be two or three years, but I always gained it all back. Mm -hmm. Always. Could you remember, I mean, not just when you were 12, but through the years, 20s and 30s, what was it that drove you to eat more than your body needed? Usually, Why were you overeating in the first place? Do you know? I didn't realize it at the time, but it was all emotional. You know, I didn't realize till I was much later in life that when I got sad or happy or upset about anything, my go-to was to go get something to eat. So that was... That was definitely why I overate is mostly because I did it to cover my emotions. Right. So you realize that now, but at the time, right. did it just feel like, hey, I, I don't know why I can't stop eating when I'm not hungry. I just feel driven. Yes. I just thought it was it was me. You know, I just thought something was wrong with me. Right. You know, I was I was just fat and I was doomed to be fat for the rest of my life. And I just thought there was something wrong with me. Yeah. yeah. And when I hear that, you know, I feel sad for that person that you were because me too. Knowing, right. You're beating yourself up for mm-hmm. no reason at all. Exactly. Now, you know better today, but that must have been a long time of feeling like in some way you were broken. Yes. And in fact, until I found your program, I felt broken. Until I found your program and started hearing that I'm okay. There's nothing wrong with me. A lot of people have my problem. They're, uh, I'm not defective inside because I can't lose weight. You know, exactly. I'm right. And, and until then, I felt defective, you know, like something was wrong with me. I didn't have enough willpower or uh, I just didn't have the wherewithal. I don't know how to explain it, but I just wasn't able to do it because there was something wrong with me. Right. And I don't want to skip ahead too much, but do you feel differently about yourself now? Yes, definitely. I I sure do. That was was one of the, I'm skipping ahead again, but that was was one of the best things about joining your group is that now I, I like myself how I am. Never before have I been satisfied with where I was at unless I was skinny, skinny, you know, unless I had lost the 40 pounds and I was really skinny. Then I was happy because everybody was giving me compliments and I just felt really good about myself. But now I am not skinny and I'm not fat. I'm just me. And I feel good to just be me, you know? Sounds a lot more peaceful than, you know, either always holding on tight to try to be good and watch what you eat and be strict or then beating yourself up because you went back into the old habits and all the weight came back. Exactly. In in fact, after I was doing this for a couple months, I remember just all of a sudden waking up one day and saying, gosh, I feel so peaceful. I feel free. And then I was like, oh, that's funny. It's called the freedom group. (laughs) That's why she called it that. Yeah. I felt I felt free and it's and it's hard to explain the the peace that I feel now around food because used to I would feel like if I was going to go out to eat or if I had to go to somebody's house for dinner or go to some kind of event where there was food I would stress about that and worry about it all until to the point where I couldn't enjoy the actual event because I was so worried about what how much I was going to 
eat and if I was going to overeat. And then if I ate, was it going to set me off on a binge or, you know, just every little piece of it. But now if I have something coming up or if I'm going to go out to eat, it's just like, okay, I know what to do. I'm just going to eat until I'm slightly full and then stop. And I know it's not going to set me off on a binge. Mm -hmm. What was the hardest thing for you to learn? And what was the easiest thing that you learned so far in the group? Was it waiting to be hungry to start? Was it figuring out how to stop? Was it figuring out what you want to feed yourself? Probably. Or or was it dealing with emotions? I mean, we cover a lot of ground in the group. Right. Uh, the hardest thing I had to figure out was my physical hunger, how to tell when I was physically hungry instead of emotionally hungry. In fact, I remember my sister, before I started your group, my sister had gone on a, a plan through her insurance that she said it was, I'm just supposed to eat when I'm hungry. And I said, well, how do you tell when you're hungry? And I'm, I meant it. I really didn't know how to tell right. when I was hungry. Right. And, um, so that was that was hard for me to figure out. I had to go through some times where I just really didn't eat for a long space of time just so I knew what it felt like to be physically hungry. Exactly, and, yeah. And then after a while, it got easier to figure out, was I physically hungry or was I emotionally hungry? Because I would, if all of a sudden it would pop in my head, oh, I want to go eat something, then I would think back. Okay, what was I just thinking? Was a was it a bad thought or not a bad thought? But was it a thought that made me uncomfortable? Is that why I want to go eat? And so after a while, it was easier to figure out: is my stomach really feeling like I'm hungry, or is my head telling me I'm right? So you really learn to separate the physical hunger from the emotional feelings that used to drive you to eat anyway. Plus, it also sounds like you know when you're overeating all the time, and I see this with many people, mm-hmm. when you're used to overeating all the time, you you kind of don't know what the signal from your body even feels like. Exactly. Because you've been and, ignoring it so often. Right. And then when I wasn't overeating, I was eating because the diet told me what to eat and when to eat. So I never was eating and, because I was hungry or stopping because I was full. I was eating because the diet told me to eat this and eat this much. So it had absolutely nothing to do with my physical hunger. So I've been doing that my whole life. So I had no idea. That makes so much sense. And doesn't this feel better, of course? Oh, my goodness. Yes. That's (laughs) why I say it's so freeing. I don't have to worry about any rules except the rules I put or guidelines I put on myself. Yeah, it really is. It's a freeing, peaceful feeling that I've never had before. Yeah. And I I like uh, in the example you gave, what you used to have was the fear before you went anywhere or did anything with other people or went to a restaurant, probably felt like there were a million decisions that you had to make and how were you going to be strong enough to make the right choice, right? Exactly. And then if I made the wrong choice, then I was off my diet and that just led to, oh, well, who cares? I'll just eat whatever I want for the next few days and then I'll start back Monday. You know, so I would undo anything that I had done up until that point. It was either I'm all on or I'm all off. And then each time you go through that cycle, Mm -hmm. you feel worse and worse about yourself and you reinforce that question of, is there something wrong with me? Exactly. Yeah. My whole life, 56 years old, and I've always felt that way. So. So Mary, we broke the cycle for you, right? Yes. Amen. Yes, we did. (laughs) 
That's a big deal. That's a it big is, deal. It is a huge deal, a huge deal for me, a huge deal. And I ha- I feel like I ha- still have so much more to learn. And uh, I listened to one of the calls yesterday that I, a level one call that I had missed and it was awesome. And uh, my, I think I've told you this before. My husband listens to some of the, your podcast <laughs> stuff with me and I was playing it last night and riding my exercise bike and he came in and I said, Oh, do you want me to turn this off? So you watch TV. And he said, no, I want to listen to it. So (laughs) that and listened to the whole call again. And he was like, Oh yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah. It's uh, what I love on the calls, no matter what level you're at. If you're a listener now, the Freedom Group has four different levels that our people work their way through. And Mary is on the second level, so she's doing a little bit more advanced work. But what I love about the calls, once you're past level one, you could attend level two and level one. And when you get to three and four, you could attend up to three calls per week with me. So I love how we all learn from each other. And, you know, it kind of reminds you, even hearing some of the beginner stuff, it reminds you of like, oh, wait a minute, I forgot about that. I could focus on that this week, right? Yes, exactly. And that's what I learned yesterday, listening to the level one call. It was like, it was a lot of little things that I needed little reminders about. And my husband and I talked about it after the call that when somebody else brings up uh, something that they're struggling with, it is so helpful because it might've been something I'm struggling with, but didn't even realize I was struggling with. Yes. So it, it that's why I love the group calls because hearing everybody else talk about their problems and how they deal with it and how you coach them helps me so much. And I didn't even realize I needed the help. Absolutely. Yeah. Every time I teach on the calls and I coach on the calls, it's always some little piece that it reminds me of something that I can apply in my own life. Right. So it's, we're all a work in progress. Yeah. Do you attend the calls live or do you usually listen to the replays? It's kind of half and half. I work. So most of the calls are when I'm at work. So uh, sometimes I can listen with my earbud. You know, I can't ever talk on that, but I can listen and and type chat sometimes. And then if I miss part of it, then I'll go back and listen to the replay. I think there's only been one call where I actually got to talk and listen to it live when I wasn't at work. But either way, I get a lot out of them. I remember one time I asked you a question and we went through and I couldn't actually speak. I just was typing in the chat and uh, we went through my whole problem and got it resolved that way. So it didn't really matter that I couldn't speak live. Yes, yes. Because I think a lot of people get confused about that and they think, well, the time of this call when I start the Freedom Group doesn't work with my schedule, so how will I do it? But as you've just said, you know, either you can be there listening or you can listen to a replay or you can write in a question to me. Right, right. And you hear that I read the question of the person that can't be there and Mm -hmm. we can can resolve it. And then they can always continue talking to me in the forum, in our private group. Yes, the Facebook group. Yeah, so I think we really cover a lot on the calls, however you can attend. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly right. So how did you find me and what motivated you to take that leap of faith? Because you had tried so many things for so many years. How many years was it? 12 to 12 to 56. So 44 years. Is that right? right? 
44 years. Yeah. Right. And, and you, I, were, you were a hardened case dieter and you thought you will never be able to resolve this. So what made you have the determination and you know, you got over your fears of failing again. How did you get yourself to make the decision to join and take a chance? Well, I had uh, I had been on a diet about six months prior, and I had lost like forty pounds in a year. And I I decided some point in there that I was just I was tired of dieting, so I quit, and I immediately gained back like twenty pounds because I went back to my old way of eating. Either I was on a diet or I was not. And uh, I kind of started looking into and uh, hearing about intuitive eating. So I started kind of researching that. And then I found the Brain Over Binge podcast and I listened to that. And that's where I first heard about you because I, I would binge also. So that, and then I found your podcast and I started listening to your podcast and it just made so much sense. For the first time in my life, it made sense. So. So you were doing some emotional eating and some occasional binging. Yes. Okay. I was. And um, then I just decided I was tired of it. And your program made sense. It offered freedom and not to have to be on this merry-go-round anymore, because that's what I felt like I was on. I was on a merry-go-round. Either I was feeling great about myself and I had lost a bunch of weight, or I felt like a total failure and I gained it back and I was fat again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I was ready to get off of that. So as you know, our program covers three main big topics, eat, think, and love, you mm -hmm. know, eating naturally, managing your moods, understanding your moods, and a whole bunch of self-care. What is the next step for you? What are you focusing on now? What do you want to accomplish? Right now, I'm still working on like nighttime meeting is is one thing that I'm working on. And uh, and you just did a podcast on that. So that's been very helpful because I get sometimes I get bored at night when I'm just watching TV or whatever. So I'm I'm looking into other forms of self-care that I can do in the evening when I get home from work, because I realized after work, the main thing I was looking forward to was coming home. What was going to be for dinner? And I, I realized I needed to find other things to look forward to, whether it was just spending time with my husband or reading a book or riding my exercise bike or watching a good TV show. I needed other things to look forward to besides just the food. Exactly. So that's, that's yeah. I'm kind of working on now. Okay. That's yeah. Because I think you've learned that if food is the main pleasure that you look forward to, why would you want to stop eating? Right? Exactly. Right. And Exactly. That's exactly right. And and another thing I've learned that you talk about a lot is if you eat when you're not hungry, that you don't know when to stop. You know, your body doesn't know when to stop. So I've, I've really become aware of that. If I start eating something and I know I'm not really hungry, I don't, I can't stop. So that has, that little tidbit has helped me really realize I have to wait till I realize when I'm really physically hungry. So I yes. know. If you're starting without that hunger signal, as you said, as you mm -hmm. learned, there is no clear, distinct signal of when to stop until you're uncomfortably full or the food yeah. is gone or you're just, you know, disgusted with yourself. Exactly. And that's not a good way to feel. And no. then you, you know, feel bad and then you just start all over again the next day. And the whole yeah. point of the freedom group is to break free from that cycle. Yes. Right. And know yes. when to start, when to stop. 
Right. So, you know, in the group, we cover all kinds of things, especially as we get into level two and beyond Mm -hmm. that are all about managing your whole life, you know, and dealing with all kinds of other things in addition to what do I eat and when do I eat? That's where we all start, of course. Right. That's what everybody wants to know right away. Right, right. But, and you know, those beginner calls are pretty long because everybody has so many (laughs) questions, right? Exactly. And I know I'm prepared for that. Yeah. But do you find that what you're learning has any effects that kind of ripple out into other areas of your life? Yes. A hundred percent. In fact, what I referred to a while ago, that when uh, you answered a question of mine, when I couldn't actually speak, that had a ripple effect with my husband because I had had an emotional eating episode. And with your help, I realized that it was because I had assumed what my husband was thinking. And so we talked through that and you talked about how we, we don't know what anybody else is thinking. No matter, It's all us assuming what they're thinking. So that weekend, I asked my husband, I said, what were, what did you mean when you said so-and-so the other day? And he told me, and it was totally unrelated to what I thought it was. So we had a nice talk about it and talked it all out. So I have learned that instead of, especially with my husband, instead of assuming I know what he's thinking, I need to just ask him. If it's bothering me, I need to ask him. So I, not only with him, but with everybody, I've been trying to do that, not to worry about what the other person is thinking. So that is a direct result of this group. Yes. And isn't it funny that we not only expect other people to read our minds and know what we want and what we're thinking, but we think we're like fortune tellers and we read their mind. Then we feel bad about what we think they're thinking. Yes. And then we want to feel better. So we go eat food. And then the bottom line is they weren't even thinking that at all. Exactly. Exactly. I did that the other day. Something happened. I tried to give somebody something and she didn't want it. And I immediately felt, oh, you're you're such a failure. She didn't want what you had to give her. And then as I was walking back to my office, I started thinking about you were kind of in my head. And I was thinking, you know, you have no idea what she was thinking. She probably just didn't want another piece of paper in her car, you know, so I was able to let it go. And normally that would have rippled all day long and I would have felt bad about it. It was lunchtime anyway, so I would have gone and ate way overeaten, but I didn't. I, I thought about it for maybe a minute and then it was gone. So interesting. And let's just say that she was thinking something negative about you, right? right. And so mm-hmm. what? What would that do to you? Right, exactly. It doesn't really matter. If she was thinking something negative about me, that was her thought and not mine. Everybody can't like everything I do all the time, which is something else I've I've learned. And that's okay. You know, yes. all I can do is the best I can do. Yes. And I was just going to say, if I do it from the right motives, from caring and loving, then that's all that matters. Right. That's all that you have control over. Exactly. Exactly. You've learned some major things and I'm very impressed and proud of you at how you're applying them to the rest of life. Yes. Right, Because the eating is just one piece of our life, but it's so connected to everything we think and feel and do and all of our interactions. And I love that you're making all those connections, Mary. 
Yes. And, and that's a big thing I've learned in this group is that it's not all of uh, the dieting that I was doing all those years was just a band-aid to what I really needed to get at, which is the core problem of why I was overeating. And I don't want to do the band-aid anymore. I want to get to the core and get it figured out. And so I can live my life and do other things besides just obsess about food. Can you see what you're doing and learning and starting to practice as a true sustainable solution as opposed to finish the diet and then fail and then start another diet? Yes, I can see it as a true sustainable solution. It it is taken me a while to get to that point to get, because there were times when we were first starting out that I was thinking, I can't do this. You know, this is not going to work for me. But I've heard you say so many times, if it can work for one person, it can work for you. And so I've made myself believe that. And I do believe it's going to work for me. The end result is so worth it that I'm willing to keep trying. Yes. And you're seeing results and that's what counts. Exactly. I think what you experienced in the beginning of saying right away, well, this is not working for me. I should quit and find my next new thing is the biggest, most common issue that I deal with with our new members who, even though they've been doing this behavior for 30, 20, 10, 40 years or more, they come in and they want results today, right? Exactly. Right? You know, that's just not real life. And that's what keeps you on that hamster wheel of trying, failing, trying, failing, trying, failing, never getting traction. Exactly. So I'm glad that you had the foresight to see or to trust, you know, that, all right, I guess Cookie knows what she's talking about. I'm going to hang in there for a little while until I see results. And that's what you did. And that's what you got. Exactly. Exactly. I just, I want to just say for people starting out, just hang with it. Listen, do the work. And especially I've noticed you have some younger members lately, and I am so thrilled to see them in there because they don't have to go through 40 years like I did. You know, I just want to encourage, especially the younger members to hang in there and it will get better and you can learn it and, and uh, you will be so glad that you stuck with it. Yes. The longer you stick with a habit and don't work to unravel the habit, the deeper and stronger that habit gets. But on the other hand, you could see that even after having a habit for many, many years, you can still change that habit. It's still doable. Yes. So I would never say to anybody who's been thinking like, well, it's too late for me because, you know, I'm this age and I've been doing this since I'm a kid. It is never too late. Exactly. Right. Because at 56, I would have thought I'm too old to, to really change, but uh, I'm not. So, th- so the, old hat, the old saying of you can't teach an old dog new tricks is not true, right? That is not true because <laughs> I am an old dog and I'm learning new tricks. <laughs> well, I don't really think of any of us as I old know. dogs, but I you know. know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So I have one last question for you. Could you share with me and our listeners the difference in how you felt about yourself then and how you feel about yourself now? Even if you're not totally where you want to be yet, but you're on the road and you could feel a difference. How has it impacted, you know, how you think about yourself, your self-image? Yes, I feel better about myself now. My self-image is better. Used to before, if I was on an upswing with my weight, I felt 
I don't know if the word is unworthy, but I didn't feel like anybody respected me or respected what I thought because I was heavy or fat. Now I realize that I'm just me. No, my me is not my weight. It's not how much I weigh. I feel much better about myself. I can look even in the mirror and see myself and think, you look okay. That's been a biggie for me that I never could do before. But I'm happy mentally and physically more than I've been in years. So I would say that that's how I'm different. That's pretty big. Yes, it is pretty big. Yeah. Well, Mary, I'm thrilled that you found me and you found the group and that you're in the group and that you stuck with it long enough to see what you want to see. And thank you for sharing your story with everyone today, because I know that so many of my listeners out here have doubts, you know, about taking another step after trying so many things. So I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Well, thank you, Cookie. I enjoyed it. And I thank you for having me on here. And thank you for having the Freedom Group. And thank you for all you do for all of us. You are so welcome. Okay, my friend, that's it for this interview today. If you've been enjoying these podcasts, these coaching sessions, and these interviews, and you'd love to get personal guidance from me and coaching, I would love to work with you in the Freedom Group. When we work together in the Freedom Group, of course, you'll lose the extra weight that you might be carrying. Of course, you will conquer that emotional eating. But even more than that, you'll simply lose the whole problem. You'll learn how to eat, how to think, and how to care for yourself just like a natural eater does with my Eat, Think, Love program. So if you're interested in taking what you're learning from this podcast and taking it to a deeper level, check out the show notes where there'll be a link to join, a link with all the details. I hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on your emotional eating and all those overeating habits step by step until they both become something you used to do. Because I know that's your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you. And I will see you here next week.